Hello and welcome to this course. I'm Mani Gopalakrishnan, your host and instructor for this course. You can find me on the web as Digitally Mani. In this lesson, you will learn cloud computing foundations. We will discuss what is it, how it works, key terms and definitions, and examples of how companies are using it. We will also leave you with key next steps. So let's get started. Today, we're going to learn about cloud computing via three key real-life anecdotes. Story number one, decades ago in a failed startup. It was 1999. After graduation, my business partner and I wanted to create a tech business. We were lucky to have a department within the defense group offer us a project to automate few portions of their procurement process. We bought three PCs. We would develop on two of those convert the third one to a database server. We needed an expert in all things networking to help us connect them. A friend of us would help us get set up. Our three PCs and a bunch of design flow documents maxed out the four-seater circular dining table at the business partner's house. We demonstrated the prototype to our client. The client loved it. Now we needed to scale it. It meant buying more computers, more servers, more networks, more space, and an incremental portion of it for backups. We then needed an air-conditioned room to cool all these computers. The excess capital requirements brought the journey to a grinding halt. Story number two, big company complexity. I started working for a large company that was going to set up a satellite office in another state. I was lucky enough to see the journey. After selecting the office location, we had to designate room for servers. The room was secured, air-conditioned, and would support security, file server, and backups for the 200-plus member team. We then set up a local area network, or LAN, to connect all computers within the office and then connected the satellite office to the headquarters via wide area network, or WAN. At the scale, we needed more computers for backups or risk running out of storage. Our network administrator was a sought after guy. If we needed to install additional software or database, we would wait for his availability, walk into the secure server room and install the software. If we ran out of infrastructure, then it was a four to six week wait. The problems at this big company was no different than the two wannabe entrepreneurs faced with their failed startup. It was just that the big company was well prepared to handle the capital requirements. The barriers to entry was simply high and complex, and the entire software development process was still too slow. Story number three, a modern day startup. Fast forward, I had the opportunity to both recreate a startup and do it in the context of a big company. Fast forward, I had the opportunity to both recreate a startup and do it in the context of a big company. The experience was very different. We walked into the office with a laptop, connected them to the internet, logged into a cloud platform, pushed a few buttons to configure our servers, database and security with minimum requirements. We told the cloud platform that we wanted to create an app, 
have people log in, store the data onto a database, be pushed out to all the data into one location, and run complex reports. We also told the cloud platform that it should automatically scale and add regions as our user base grew across countries. We started building. Cloud computing was the differentiator. Cloud computing provides IT infrastructure on demand. Just like us, anyone could start a server, database, security, analytics, and other software applications by simply clicking a few buttons. Instead of huge upfront time investments into procuring all this infrastructure, one could start coding an app in less than 30 minutes. By reducing barriers to entry and unlocking speed, Cloud computing has changed how startups get started, big companies operate efficiently, and companies scale from one user to billion users with relative ease. The early beginnings of cloud computing dates back to 1960s. However, the real visible impact began to take shape in the 2000s. According to a TechCrunch article titled How AWS Came to Be, Amazon was struggling with similar problems discussed earlier. Amazon was launching a merchant.com that would allow retailers like Target to create their own marketplace and sell via Amazon. The initiative ran into an issue at Amazon, as Amazon really didn't plan for an explosive growth-oriented future. Amazon thought it was a problem with the software. They took a pause and re-engineered the platform into APIs or application programming interface. APIs allow different software programs to talk to each other. If architected well, one could write software program once and reuse it. That still didn't help. The issue was later isolated to having to procure servers, network storage, and other IT infrastructure. Amazon then took the next step to create the ability for engineers to spin up these components on demand and quickly start developing their software programs. As Amazon began to mature it internally, it recognized that there is a worldwide need for something like that and launched Amazon Web Services or AWS. Today, AWS generates 10 billion US dollars in revenue quarterly and is an important part of Amazon's offerings. The offering caught many of its competitors by surprise. This gave Amazon an unfair advantage in the marketplace. Today, Google offers Google Cloud Platform, also known as GCP, and Microsoft offers Azure, both of which are considerable competitors. More importantly though, AWS helped springboard several large startups. Netflix, Dropbox, and Pinterest are three public companies that all found their beginnings on AWS. Today, you name a startup, they are either on AWS, GCP, or Azure, and you pick any large company, they are thinking about a cloud strategy. So how does it all work? Cloud is a metaphor for internet. Companies like Amazon, Google, and Microsoft that have already made substantial investments into technology infrastructure now created solutions to allow others to use that infrastructure. Very simply stated, it is a website that you can log in and make choices on number of servers, operating systems, gigabytes of storage, network, and several other services. 
the website will then spin off several complicated code behind the scenes to fulfill the request on one of the shared infrastructure and make it available to the requester. As these platforms have matured, they've continued to add services to make things easier for the end users. For example, Google, via its Firebase, allows you to develop mobile applications with relative ease. It provides the ability to jumpstart the signup screens by securely managing usernames and passwords, launch a database, capture key events, and other data required from the user. It also allows you to integrate all that information into another database called BigQuery that is optimized for reporting and analytics. BigQuery is what Google uses for its main product called Search. As of March 2020, AWS offers approximately 212 services. Many other software developers such as Salesforce, SAP, Slack, and others have all moved their programs to the cloud. As cloud computing continues to mature, companies are beginning to build powerful software programs that are deployed via cloud. In the old days, Microsoft shipped its Office program on a compact disk or CD that someone needed to install on their computers. Users paid for it once and stuck with it until they found a need to upgrade again. Today, via Office 365, people can log into a website and start using it. Microsoft charges a nominal fee, monthly, quarterly, or yearly, and continues to update the software frequently so you're always using the latest version. Like with everything, we end up finding ways to create new terms, abbreviations, acronyms, and whatnot. Cloud computing is no different. Here are a few key terms to familiarize you with cloud computing fundamentals. Public cloud. The public cloud is defined as computing services offered over the public internet. Anyone who wants to use a public cloud can simply purchase via a credit card and configure it as needed. Most startups and companies start via a public cloud. Private cloud. Private cloud is offered via the internet or via a specific network to a select user group. This is ideal for large companies or special circumstances. The private cloud is just like the IT department of a company. Instead of buying and deploying servers and other infrastructure, they administer it via the private cloud. Hybrid cloud. Hybrid cloud, as the name suggests, combines both public and private clouds. Companies can leverage the setup via one common interface and choose when to use private and public cloud based on specific requirements. Like with many things, companies swung the pendulum to public cloud, then to private cloud, and are now seeking to find middle ground via hybrid cloud. Infrastructure as a Service or IaaS. It is also called Hardware as a Service, and it refers to the ability to spin up networks, servers, storage, and other IT computing infrastructure on demand. These services are offered by a provider like Amazon Web Services or AWS, Google Cloud Platform or GCP, Microsoft Azure or others for a fee. Platform as a Service or PaaS, P-A-A-S. PaaS refers to the ability to configure infrastructure with operating system, server management software, and other components required to program new software applications. Software as a Service or SaaS or S-A-A-S. SaaS refers to the ability to sign up for a software program that is hosted on one of the cloud infrastructures and use it as needed. Microsoft Office 365, 
Google spreadsheets and documents are all examples of software programs offered as a service. The cloud computing space continues to accelerate. Please keep checking back as we may end up adding more terms and definitions as the space begins to evolve. So what's next? The answer to that really depends. If you're in C-suite, that is a CIO or a CDO or a CEO, you should look at foundations of AWS, GCP, and Azure so you have a better understanding of the platforms as well as find ways to implement a cloud strategy in your organization. If you're a full-stack developer, software engineer, programmer, network administrator, or some form of a technology expert, you will soon have to make choices on areas of specialization. You can specialize in either AWS, GCP, or Azure, or in all of them. If you're just curious about what is cloud computing, then we hope this overview helps. We hope you enjoyed the course and more importantly, learned the foundations of cloud computing. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the show. This show is an extract of our cloud computing foundations course. Visit soundcourses.io to sign up for the course. Thank you. Mm-hmm.